Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, uh, Doris Salado. Your teacher is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Ann McGregor, Director of the Museum for Contemporary Art. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Richard. Now, this is an artist who draws on the experience of growing up in a very violent country. Indeed. Fortunately, no longer. I've just returned. <laughs> so I have seen her work firsthand. Doris is an incredible artist. She was born in Bogota. She left to study... In, in Colombia, in right? In Colombia, yeah, yeah. in Col- capital of Colombia. She left to go to university in New York and study there. She became interested in ideas of violence, having grown up in a, vi- a country where violence was every day and until fairly recently continued to be the case. And in fact, the first work she made were actually about the Vietnam War. She was interested in the impact of violence. Um, she returned to Colombia to Bogota to, to take up a position as, as director of uh, at the School of Plastic Arts um, and she became a professor there so she was very well established but she f- could never leave behind this feeling that her work had to be about the situation of Colombia which continues to be very fragile and um, really drawing on her experience of growing up with violence all, all around her with effectively a 52-year war that had never been declared but was obviously absolutely current in people's lives. Now, interestingly, and this this is right from the early Vietnam War stuff, she's interested, as you say, in the impact of violence rather mm. than the violence itself. Mm. You know, it's not that you're going to see horrible images of blood and guts and so on. It's very much about the trauma and about her belief in, in helping victims come to terms with that trauma and the role of memory, that we, we can't just wipe these things out and forget them. Um, and so she became very interested in not just making the art, but actually going out and meeting the victims, the families that were left behind. Tens of thousands of people were abducted and tortured and assassinated, the the so-called desasperacidos in Colombia. And she wanted to meet the people and continues to meet the people who have suffered, who perhaps still don't know where their their loved ones went, either being killed by guerrillas or the drug trade or, in fact, by the paramilitaries because more people were killed by the paramilitaries who were actually, you know, an unofficial arm of the government than by the guerrillas. So she might go to a village and meet people who've lost, uh, who've lost people whose, whose relatives have ended up in, in, say, a mass grave, and then she'll create an artwork about that mass mm. grave. So she believes in taking traces, the, the, to creating something that really will remind people of what was there. And um, One of the earliest one is called Atrabiliarios, where she placed almost like a, 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 an, an altar. She placed shoes into niches in walls and then covered it with um, animal skin and sewed it. So it was like a shroud. It had this kind of sinister overtone of violence but actually was very much about the act of remembrance and she got many of the shoes and other objects that she's used in her work actually from the victims' families themselves. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it's a way of acknowledging that you, you, you have to remember these things. You can't forget them and you, the victims want traces of their families to be, to be on display. And some works using empty chairs. Yes, she, she obviously branches out into having her work having a much wider relevance, sometimes specifically about the situation. She made a wonderful performance in uh, 2002 where she lowered... 270 chairs down the Palace of Justice in Bogota and each one was at the time where someone had died as a result of a famous massacre where the guerrillas stormed the Palace of Justice and were killed. Many were killed on both sides actually by that of the conflict and over a course of 52 hours these chairs were lowered. It's an amazing image if you think of these empty chairs coming down the walls of the palace and people from the Supreme Court were killed on that day so it was a 17 anniversary 
remembrance. And then a similar idea she took in, in Istanbul, where she used chairs again, but this time to memorialise refugees, people who'd been marginalised and had lost their lives as a result. And in that case, it wasn't a performance. She stacked them between two buildings. So this incredibly powerful image again of chairs, which are such a domestic thing, a reminder of people. A chair isn't worth anything mm-hmm. unless you use it to sit on. So these, these wonderful ways in which she uses objects to make these reminders. A little bit like that empty chair that Penn puts on a writer's podium. Indeed. There's a big important work at the at the Tate in that huge turbine gallery in London. Yes, the, the shibboleth it's called. The shibboleth is a, a word for uh, of excluding people from other from other groups. So again, it's a work about marginalisation. It's actually a very large crack right down the floor of Sydney Modern that gets wider and wider and wider and into it she inserted a sort of a cast of a rock face of Colombia. And it, she talks about it again as being the crack in society that people can fall down or um, it reminds us of the people who are marginalised. So it's a very um, a very beautiful piece and people bend down to look into it. It really got the viewer engaged and when it was over, it was up for seven months, they just plastered it over so you can still see again the trace of the incredible thing. A memorial really is the thing that she's about. One of the things that reminds you of how important she's seen at Columbia is when the peace process finally occurred in 2016, the president comes forward mm. to her to make sure that she represents mm. this in art. Absolutely extraordinary. She was invited by the then president in 2016 to make a memorial when the guerrillas had agreed to lay down their arms. And she took, uh, she got hold of the weapons, she got agreement to take the weapons, melt them down to make an incredible floor from the weapons so you would be standing on this symbol of, of reconciliation. But as potently, she got women who'd been victims of the violence to cast the individual squares for the floor. And there are videos where these women talk about how important this process was for them to come to terms. It's the most extraordinary thing. It is just a floor. You walk in, but then when you realise how it's made, what it's made of, and the stories of these women, and it is also a place where other artists can place their works, likewise in response to the situation. I think it's an amazing act of confidence in the power of art Art to help in that reconciliation process. Okay, and how marvellous that the story at the moment anyway ends with Colombia being relatively peaceful. Yes, indeed. I mean, the peace process has not gone as hoped. Um, the, it was rejected, unfortunately, in a plebiscite by a very small number of people. Sound familiar if you're thinking of Brexit? Um, but it's uh, it's obviously a very important thing and, and it's certainly a, a very safe country to travel to now and such powerful art. I strongly recommend listeners to take the chance to go there. Elizabeth Ann McGregor, thank you so much. Thank you. Elizabeth Ann McGregor. She's the director of the Museum of Contemporary Art with her lesson this week on the Colombian artist Doris Salcedo. Uh, you can read, uh, listen again online, abc.net.au slash Sydney to Elizabeth Ann McGregor's lesson. There you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, Finding Frogs in the Clouds with Dr Jody Rowley, Curator of Amphibian and Reptile Conservation Biology at the Australian Museum. That's self-improvement next week.